electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Welcome to American Greed Inside the Episode. Hey everybody, what's going on? I'm your host, DJ Sixsmith. Today we are joined by Jemana Kidd. We are talking about VIP Schemers, the latest American Greed episode. Jemana, it's really nice to meet you. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. So let's talk about your story here because you know folks may know you from what you've done in the past, your ex-husband, Jason Kidd, but unfortunately they're going to learn about this woman named Tracy Hutsona and the impact that she had on you and your family and stealing millions of dollars from all of you. So what was it like to relive all of this for American Greed? Because it's one thing to talk about it with a friend or talk about it on another TV network, but greed is a whole different ballgame. So what was that experience like for you? Well, the, the irony of it all is that when I was going through it and I was trying to explain to the banks or to the credit collectors, I would always say, you guys don't understand. This is like an episode of American Greed <laughs> because, you know, she was so keen in her movement. A lot of it didn't look like fraud because it would be, well, how can this be fraud? It was the payment was made out of an account in your name. Well, yeah, she opened that account. The level of the deception and fraudulence was horrifying. It's something I never could have imagined in my wildest dreams. It was, it was just, I felt defeated. I, I felt I had failed my kids. I, um, it was just, it felt bigger than me. And as people will learn when they watch this episode, this is a woman who had done this throughout her entire life, who had been in and out of prison. And you said something really interesting was that she didn't act like a criminal, right? So let's just talk about how Tracy came across, right? You meet her, she's a very charismatic person. And what was it like when you first met her? And maybe what are some of the red flags you wish you would have picked up on at the time? When I first met her, she presented herself so well. And being that she was a professional at figuring out what buttons to push or what interests someone. Now, like looking back, I saw how she did that. She made sure to just know, you know, what my values were, what I cared about, what I spent my time doing. She she studied me way before I think she even met me. And now that I can put the pieces together, she was just really, really good at, you know, making sure that I trusted her. And she spoke Mandarin, she spoke French, she, you know, had this great life of experiences and owned her own concierge service. When I first hired her or offered her the position thinking, you know what, the more I learn about you, this isn't a job for you. I really am just kind of looking for some help while at the time I was going through some cancer treatment and I didn't know how it was going to affect me. And I don't even know if this and be a full-time gig. And it was almost like a glorified nanny at that point. And you just seem overqualified and you don't even seem like you'd have the time. And, and you know, her, her comeback was very genuine. It was very, you know, I just really like you. I feel like there's so much that we connect on and I want to help you. I want to be there for you. You know, I just think you're just a great person and it, it'll be nothing. Don't worry about my time or it being a job that's beneath me. There are so many twists and turns to this story, Jamana. And one of the interesting ones is when your financial advisor calls you for the first time and says, Jamana, your your spending is a little bit higher than normal. You really want to, you know, just cut back on that. And I kind of thought, okay, I'm living in LA. Like the quality of life. Like when you get up to take the kids to school, you stop at Starbucks. We have dogs now. Like they're expensive. What were those conversations like with your financial advisor? 
I think that the fact that I had just moved from the East Coast, I kind of tied it into that. So, every, you know, he, he actually probably sent me that message a couple of times during the period of her working for me. You know, he would say like, hey, you know, you need to you need to chill out. You're spending a lot. Your outgo is is crazy. And I would ask him to give me like a printout of everything. And I would kind of look at the spending. And of course, it's kind of cate- categorized and big, bulk topics. And and I'm kind of like, okay, we can cut here. We can cut here. Uh, and I would just kind of keep trying to trim the fat, trim the fat. And then a couple months would pass. And then he'd send me, you know, a message again, like, you, you know, you're still spending a lot. And then I kind of like, you know, listen, we live in LA now. Um, it's a whole lot more expensive. Um, the kids are getting older. Their expenses are just more because she did it in so many slivers everywhere it wasn't as obvious. It wasn't like this big chunk anywhere. She did it with things that would show up that I would recognize as my own, like Blue Cross Medical. This was not her first rodeo. I always you know, thought, wow, she really could have been something had she been an honest person because I wasn't wrong when I picked up on her intellect. What I didn't know is that she just didn't have a soul <laughs> and she was pretty ruthless. This was a professional scammer. I mean, you mentioned oh. she got the same insurance company that you had. She was shopping at the same stores. She was very good at trying to mimic a lot of Jumana's purchases so they wouldn't be red flags. She also was using the same utility companies as Jumana. Tracy uses the same supermarket. Now, Jumana couldn't really go back like four years and remember, did I go to the supermarket or did Tracy go for me or did Tracy go on her own? That's a whole different level there. And then, Jemana, there's the time where she's now taking out a card in your name. And then that's when it's okay. She's coming to you and admitting she's done this too. And you forgive her too. So take me well, back that, to that because yes. that, you know, that's a whole different level there. Right. So it wasn't that she took out a card in my name. The way that she presented it, when I when I found out about this card, I didn't think it was her. I thought, oh my gosh, there's a card that's open in my name that I didn't open. When I kind of just mentioned it to her, not thinking, She's the last person I actually would have thought at that point. Um, she came over on her own and just like fell to her knees and was crying and saying, you know, listen, I saw this one letter, I opened it. You had a pre-approved uh, card with Chase. So I was in a bind. I just thought I'm just gonna do this quick thing and I'm gonna just repay it. And you know what, you need to call the police. And, you know, like, you understand, I've just wanted to kill myself. Like, I've tried to take my life. I, like, it. she took it to a whole nother focus where, and you have to understand, this is someone who I've grown to care about. And so this picture is painted that she made this horrible mistake. In my mind, I'm like, okay, well, you will never have access to anything of mine. But there's the, you know, human side who's like, listen, I don't just feel like you deserve to go to jail or that we need to go to the cops for something like this. You came, you admit it yourself. What we saw of that wasn't the full total of what that credit card was at that moment. So it made sense. Her story did add up that she was in a bind. And then it was that manipulation of, I don't deserve your grace. And oh, you're such a good Christian. So yeah, at that point I thought, okay, well, you're not going to work for me anymore. But I also kind of thought to myself, I have the opportunity to actually help get my money back by creating a deal where, you know, okay, you can do odds and ends for me that have nothing to do with my personal stuff. I thought that this would be a good way to get the money back, 
by working this out with her, I would completely take her out of all my personal things, which I didn't even really think she was in as deep as she was. You have to understand, she signed a power of attorney. She had accounts that were open that I didn't know about. So what I was securing wasn't even close to the realm of what she had access to and what she was doing. Jemana, as we know here on American Greed, some people will do anything for money. So you eventually find out just the massive scale of the scam here and the multiple accounts you'd opened up. But most importantly, she became the controller of your accounts. She tapped into your kids' college savings and wiped that out. Just reflect on what that was like for you and just how sickened you were when you found all that out. Yeah, so I think, um, again, you know, she signed power of attorney, she opened accounts, she was really um, slick in moving money from like one account to the next account. It didn't really draw any, you know, red flags, it just looked like there was a lot of money that was being spent. That was all that they could see, but nothing didn't make sense. When I did find out that it was more, it just like there was like a domino effect. I was trying to get an apartment for my um, girls. They were starting college and I was trying to get an apartment and I got denied and it was for my, my credit. And I like have never had nothing but perfect credit. So it was like, it shocked me. I checked my records, my uh, credit report. That's when I saw this credit card and this loan. And you know, and then that's when I started like diving into each one and learning, you know, the extent of what she was doing posing as me and you can't explain it or express it because it all looks legitimate. That was a really tough part. You had a lot of really difficult moments throughout this process, but I would imagine when you had to tell your kids and your friends and your ex-husband and all the people in your life this happened, that must have been heartbreaking. But what was it like when you had to finally tell them, especially your kids, because they knew Tracy. She was in the house. She became yeah. somebody that they were really close with. She's my second mom. <laughs> so what do you remember about that time in your life? My kids and I are so close. I, of course, felt so horrible because I felt like I let my kids down and they were just like, mom, are you kidding? Like, we never would have known. Also, we weren't actively using the college fund yet. You have to wonder what her end game was because they were right around the corner from starting to utilize it. As far as my friends, um, most of them had met her and knew her. So everyone was just equally as surprised. So that was also, you know, pretty reassuring. Tracy had a very long criminal history and some of it was tough to find because she's used a number of names over the years. There's a lot of different ups and downs to this story and it, it continues to go on, right? Because even the legal process here, it's been drawn out over COVID in terms of, you know, getting Tracy in court and, you know, the convictions and whether or not there's gonna be anything that comes from that. So how do you feel just about getting justice? I first reported her in 2019 and here we are in 2020. It's hard to watch. It's hard to see. I do have faith in the judicial system. I know that we were pushed around a lot because of COVID. She moved her, her sentencing date because she said she had long haul COVID. Mm. And I think that's a tough place for the courts because they don't want to deny something like that. Now her date has been moved to the end of February and that'll be her sentencing. And I can only hope that she's put away longer than her last sentence, which was seven years. When did you learn about her criminal history, by the way? When did that first finally come up? Uh, that came up after I found out about the apartment and I checked my credit score and I saw the level of fraudulence that she was doing. We started um, Googling her name with like different spellings. And then that's when things started just 
falling right on our lap. So folks will learn a lot from this story, Jamana, just in terms of the impact that Tracy had on you and what she did to other folks. When people do watch this episode, what do you want them to come away thinking about the whole story? In spite of the judgment that I know comes along with sharing a story like this, everyone's a critic and everyone would have never did this and would have did this. And, you know, and I understand that. But I think what was more important to me was if you are watching this and you even have an inkling about someone, really, really dive in. Obviously, I thought I was doing everything right. I had checks and balances. My accountant doesn't know my financial guy. And, my, you know, I, I was trying to keep everything as, you know, as secure as I possibly could to my ability. But I think that it's okay to be trusting. And I'm, I haven't changed my heart. Like I'm not someone now who is just jaded and I don't trust anyone. That's not the case, but I allow myself to be suspicious. I think a big part of where I messed up with Tracy is when I offered her the job, she told me, listen, why don't you just hire my concierge service? I even bounced it off my financial team. They were like, yeah, that's fine. You know, but what she did there is she dodged a background check. And I think that if I could go back, I would still have run a background check on someone who was so involved in my life, regardless if it was a temporary position or a long-term. Jamana, thank you so much for sharing your story. Very brave of you. And you know, folks are gonna learn a lot from this and we really appreciate the time. So thank you so much. Of course, thank you. That'll do it for American Greed inside the episode. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.